0: Hello everybody and a warm welcome to The Valent Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Weissall, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Claire King from Pink Lady Plumbing and Heather Clark from Clark Gas, who is also a valent service agent. In this episode, we'll be covering the topic of women in heating, looking at how both our guests came to be where they are today, and how we as an industry can encourage more women to consider a career within plumbing and heating. We'll also be looking at some high and low points of their careers. In this episode of the Valent Podcast, we'll be shining a spotlight on a couple of brilliant women working in the plumbing and heating industry and asking what it was that first attracted them to this career. What are some of the challenges that they face and how were they overcome? And finally, what more can be done to ensure more women are aware of the roles in this sector? Firstly, thanks both for joining me. So let's start as ever with some introductions. Claire, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Pink Lady Plumbing?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I set up about 16 years ago, um, just decided to retrain once my kids were a bit older and uh, then retrained or trained my sister and my daughter, so currently just myself and my daughter working, although she's on maternity leave.
0: And Heather, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: So I've been in the industry about 14 years, had an apprenticeship from being 16 and had my own business for the last eight years and do a valent
0: agent as well. Brilliant, thank you. So, the topic of women in our industry is something that we see covered often, from how we attract future talent more broadly, which of course includes women, to how we can change perceptions of our industry to really showcase it as an attractive career for everyone. With that said, the first place I want to start is by asking you both what first attracted you to a career in the industry. Claire? I was
1: working in opticians, totally bored, same thing, same place every day. And the government had said they were short on trades, particularly plumbers. So just decided to phone college, got on the next course. Um, was the only female, 90 people, uh, only female. Um, and just my my dad had actually done an extension on the house, so I'd helped him. Not that he was he was an engineer, but good on sort of DIY. Yeah, helped him. Just thought, actually, I knew how to drain a central heating system, so. The college was like, yeah, okay, come on the next course and not look back.
0: Thanks, Claire. And what about you, Heather? I know you initially got into the industry via an apprenticeship, but what was it that led you to that decision?
2: Um, You know when you're at school and you have to choose your options when you're, like, 13 and they're like, you've got to have your options in and this is what you're going to do, it's like, this is your career. I had not got a clue what I wanted to do at all and... The night before, I had to have my options in. You had to... um, There was, like, an open evening to go round everything, all the different topics, and I was talking to the construction teacher, and he was like, take this, you'll do really well in it. I was just like, you know what? I don't know what I want to do. I took it, so I did construction. I got so much stick for it in school as well, but I was the only one that passed, and through that, plumbing was the one I liked, and then um, I got offered an apprenticeship as I was about to leave school, took the apprenticeship went to college one day a week, only girl in the college. There was like, I don't know, 30 people that started on the class five years later when you finished, your level two, level three, and you gasped, there was only four of us, only girl again. And then, yeah, that's how I got into it.
0: And Claire, I suppose you've had some high and low points throughout your career. Um, Can you share a few of those with us?
1: Yeah, the things that stand out when I first started, before I got familiar with suppliers, was just feeling very very nervous about going into places because I set up on my own very early on without anybody really training me I'd sort of done my college course the tutors were like yep you're absolutely you you could go and set up on your own start with friends and family first which is what I did to get my confidence but going into suppliers I ended up feeling so nervous because it was just loads of men Behind the counter, walking in, so I did loads and loads of research before I even went in to ask for things just to give me that bit of confidence that I knew what I was talking. I did know what I was talking about, but yeah. I just needed the confidence to put myself you know put everything across to know what I was asking for, so that was initial low points um I wouldn't say there's sort of a massive amount of low points now, just because of experience, really. I can brush off bits but there's still some suppliers if i go into a new place or a yep. new suppliers that that overwhelming feeling that everybody turns and looks yeah because it's a female in a male environment that's really uncomfortable i did a little bit of site work as well okay and that was sort of like there wasn't even a female toilet that many years ago and it was sort of like oh that that's that's a low point but i think that's probably been addressed now
0: and, and throughout your daily business, when you're going into merchants, do you often bump into other female installers?
1: Um, only my sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I, like, literally, it, sort of where most of my work is in Northampton, yeah. there is myself, my my sister and my daughter, and another girl, um, Claire, also, who I trained, but she's, she's actually moved sort of out of county, so it is literally men that I see when I go in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Heather, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about a female installer? And um, are people, were people surprised when you told them that you wanted to be a heating installer?
2: Yeah, loads. I still get it to this day. I walk, knock on a door, someone answers the door. Oh, it's a woman. hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. I just think, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> Literally, that's what goes through my head. And I just think, well, I'll, I'll show you. I mean, thing.
0: There's got to be some advantages, though, to being a female installer.
2: Yeah, there is. And do you know what? You can probably use it to your advantage. Like, do you know when you're working on a building site and you've got all men... Oh, let me carry that for you. Let me carry that. Uh-huh. Go on, then. <laughs> Off you trot. <laughs> all the time, yeah. So, like, from that point of view, I'd say that's an advantage. Because there is some, like, people who try to make a point of it and make a big deal. But then there's also people who, like... Like when I was apprentice, there's there's still blokes who I'm in touch with now. who are like dads to me, like pr- mm. really protective daughter yeah, yeah. over me. Don't get me wrong, there were some horrible blokes to me when I was apprentice, yeah. but there was people who were like dads to me, and like really protected me. And I think some of the lads as apprentice didn't get that. Um, so there's there's that side to it.
0: And I wonder, Claire, maybe are there some customers that would prefer a, a female installer?
1: Yeah, I, I mean. Not as many as I thought there was going to be. I thought, you know, predominantly I thought I was going to get a lot of elderly female customers yeah. maybe that felt a more That's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, but generally, um, people just want you to answer the phone, turn up and do the job.
0: Yeah, as, as well uh, as anybody uh, else, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I have got, but it's probably only about 5 or 10%, I'd say, maximum, that are uh, just wanting just a female
0: you know, owning your own business, is uh, you get some lows, but you get some great highs as well. Um, Heather, what was your motivation for actually going on your own and starting your own business? Do
1: you know one
2: thing I said, do you know, when I went self-employed, right, from, especially from working from 16, right, and then I got self-employed, up until that point, I'd never been able to make a doctor's appointment. And, do you know, now you can go to a doctor's you can just do what you want, yeah. you can go to a doctor's appointment and just, just daft things.
0: And Claire, similar sort of thing? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, when I first started, my children were 12 and 13. So it was easy for me to say, right, I'm working these hours and I'll make sure that I'm back or picking them up. I mean, every now and again, obviously, when you're working with water, it doesn't always go to plan. So I did always have a a backup friend to say, can you just grab them from school? But um, it it is a lot easier to plan, uh, as a mum particularly, to to plan your work around family life and, and appointments.
0: And I suppose, you know, we need to... Try and get this sort of career um, brought up more in schools, maybe for the for, schools. For young girls. Definitely,
1: yeah, yeah. Just recently, I I was asked by a primary school. They were doing um, a a project on stereotypical jobs, and they'd got sort of male nurses in, and they they'd got myself and my daughter and saying sort of. To the children, what do you think that these ladies do for a living? And they were going hairdressers and nurses. And then when we were saying about the plumbing and heating, a lot of the children actually remembered. I've had two phone calls from parents saying, "Oh, my my child said like we've got a problem with, with the boiler," and and the child had said, "Phone Pink Lady Plumbing," because I'd been into the school and and talked about the career. So I think hitting hitting schools and youngsters so they know that that's an option and it is a career path. Then that that's definitely a good way to make the change
0: and claire i suppose thinking about your own journey what would have helped and inspired you
1: i think maybe a little bit more advice on the route taken would have would have been a lot more helpful yeah because i kind of just went from the government saying that they needed more trades phoned the college and i think it would have been helpful to have, have maybe a mentor or or somebody else to speak to that maybe had done the journey. But because I was sort of the first female in that college at the time, there wasn't anyone else to to speak to, really. And I I have tried to help, like I say, my my sister my daughter and another... You know, a couple of girls that I've trained, I've tried to give them the right advice and I will always, if someone phones me, help try and help them out with, with what route they should be taking and what they should buy.
0: And I suppose female installers aside, Heather, what advice would you have for um, people that would like to get into this industry, male or female?
2: Just go for it. Just go for it, do it. Don't panic, don't stress it. You're going to have days where everything goes pear-shaped. You're going to have jobs where everything goes pear-shaped and you just want to sit there and think, why me? But you'll have that in any job and just go for it. I've never looked back.
0: So, Heather, I know that you work with us here at Valent as a service agent and you obviously are fit in boilers. Have you uh, installed any renewable products yet?
2: Yeah, I do a lot of renewable products. The heat pumps, the ground source and... I do enjoy that, and I do feel like I've achieved something at the end of the day when I've fitted them. Uh, you know, I find it really fulfilling to look back and think, "Yeah, I've done that." I think it's because it's new. It's, I've been doing it a few years now, but it's still new and out there. And people say to me, especially now with the gas prices going up, "Have you? What do you think to these heat pumps?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've been fitting them for years." They're like, "Really? Yeah, yeah." And the, you know, they're really they're out there, they're going for it. So yeah, I,
0: I enjoy it. So I suppose a question for both of you. What's the best thing about being a heating installer?
1: You'll never be cold in winter. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say running my business is the the best thing that I ever did. To to go off on my own and be in control of my own destiny, my own workload, my own finances, has been the definitely the best, and I, I would do it again every time.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I do feel like running your own business and being able to sort of... Book holiday when you want, do what you want. Thinking, right, I'll do that job then. Work it around there, and just go in and seeing all the different stuff. And and I love, I love meeting people. Going in different houses every day, seeing different people, different customers. Some of them, I get, like, you know, like elderly people when I'm working in their house. I get really attached to them. and don't want to yeah. leave them and get. Especially, you know, when it's winter and it's cold, and I think God, no one's going to speak to them again. I get really sad, and um, yeah, I get really like. Oh. And that makes your day. So as much as a customer can ruin your day, yeah. they
0: can really make your day. No, and it sounds a delay. I mean, what's the worst thing about running your own business?
1: Um, the hours and the um, the amount of people that expect you to be available at any time. Yeah. Just the messages. And and the, the amount of ways that people con- can contact you now. You just have to be looking at everything all the time.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard to find the balance. Yeah. It really is. Um, and you've got to, and it's hard to prioritise because there's only so much of you that can go round, and it's hard to prioritise who comes first and what's more important. And yeah, it's that you do feel like you're being pulled every which way, and you've got to have a switch off point saying, Look, no, you know, I can't do this, I can't do everything, and I have got to have some family time at some point, And yeah, you do feel like you don't
0: switch off. And you're both single person businesses as well, so do you have anybody that can help you with anything to do with the business?
1: Uh, Well, my daughter does help me when she's working. Um, My sister's obviously, you know, when when I need an extra pair of hands, my sister, um, and my other half as well. So he's a heating engineer, and I've met him through doing this business. Yeah, so. yeah, so he, but he runs his business separately in a different location to where I run my business. Brilliant. But we do come together and work together.
0: Have you ever quoted for the same job? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to cause arguments. If you did, who'd win it?
1: Me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Heather, have you got anybody that helps with maybe paperwork and things like that? Or do you have to do everything yourself?
2: Uh, no, to be fair, I'm dead lucky. My mum's an accountant. Oh, so, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm just like... Under a load of receipts, here, yeah, do this. So yeah, I'd, I'm really lucky in that
0: respect. Yeah, yeah. I suppose Claire. I mean, do you have help with that, or do you have an accountant? Or
1: um, I've actually got a bookkeeper. Right. Because I I went VAT registered very early on, and I just you know I I know where my qualification lies. So I actually employ a, a bookkeeper who comes in twice a quarter to to keep me up to to date with everything. So without her, I would definitely struggle. So I do my invoicing, do my quoting, but just give all the receipts to her and she just collates it all.
0: And how about uh, marketing? How do you guys um, market your businesses? Claire, what, I mean, what do you do? Do you advertise in local papers? or? Um,
1: my, currently, I'm just sort of Facebook page yeah. and it, on Yale. Okay. Um, and that that at the moment is and, and just regular customers over 16 years. I've got obviously all of those sort of regular customers that come back for servicing and and just general repairs.
0: And Heather, what about you?
2: I actually don't market my business okay. at all, and I know most of my work comes from word of mouth, and it's customers I've had forever, and it's you know they always want another job or they know someone who wants another job. Until I have to start doing that. I'm happy with, what you know, what's what's happening at the minute. And, you know, and it's just... If I had to start doing Facebook and stuff like that, it's just another thing to do.
0: And, Heather, I know you've recently become a new mother. Um, that must have been difficult for you.
2: Yeah, it was. It was working when I was pregnant, and I had to finish quite early on because doing my job when you're pregnant is not the easiest thing to do. And I had everybody pulling me from pillar to post, like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be lifting your tool bag and, you know, everything. But my time at Valen... I I could not be more supported if I tried. Luckily, if you're a plumber, you, and people always say this, you'll never be out of work, you're always going to have a job. Yeah. And that's so true, you know, and I've I finished and come back where I left off sort of thing.
0: So I suppose now you're back at work, you're having to juggle childcare and yeah. working.
2: Yeah, that's that's hard, and I think it's hard leaving... Um, leaving my baby, I do find that really hard. Yeah, and
0: absolutely, it's part of this podcast that is getting that message out there that yeah. it is a, a credible career choice for a female.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's the only thing I ever thought of, Like the hardest part in this job is, what if I want a baby? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to do this job. But you just learn to, you know, I took things out of my tool bag that I knew I wasn't going to need that day, so I wasn't going to be carrying a heavy tool bag, you know, just little things like that and sorted my van out. So if I I knew I needed to get something, I'm not taking everything out of the van. And like I say, things take you a bit longer, but that's fine. You know, if it takes you a bit longer to do the job, but you know, your baby's safe, you're safe, you don't need to worry about it.
0: And Claire, you have two daughters yourself.
1: Yeah, well, like I say, my my youngest daughter um, worked with me for five years, so got her all through her training and her gas. Um, Unfortunately, because of COVID, she got delayed with her gas and so qualified two months before she had to leave for maternity leave. But, yeah, I mean, we found it it was difficult while she was pregnant, and I was doing the same thing. You can't carry that. You can't take that in. And and I was trying to just send her... Yeah, very protective, and just trying to send her to jobs which I knew weren't going to be too taxing on her. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the time... I'd go out with her, assess the situation, and then I could go off to my job once I knew that she'd got what she needed and she was in a safe environment. So, again, it does it did take longer to do jobs and, and it was harder to plan the diary knowing that I'd, I'd got to make that allowance. Um, but she worked up... Um, she actually had her baby two weeks early and worked to a week before she okay. had a baby because we, we managed to you know, plan it and, and assess the situation. Um, and she's probably looking at coming back in a, in a few months once the baby's sort of like between six and eight months old. And then that will be a different challenge for me, trying to arrange the diary so she can come back for a couple of days a week um, and, and arrange childcare as well because she can't have mum looking after baby. because yeah.
0: I'm her boss as well. So one of the things I've noticed over the past few years as well is um, there's more female installers talking to each other on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Has that been a help for you both?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, because you you can... Everybody that posts up a a story or something or, you know, a situation that's occurred, you can 100% agree and and advise. It's a great platform to to, to get that, like, back up.
2: I see, I see some of them as well where I just think, like, the younger ones and they're the going through some of the stick, what I had, and I just, like, my heart breaks them a bit and I just think, oh, no, just power through it, just keep going.
0: And so, Claire, is there, like, a, a bit of an online community then for, for female installers? Do you all talk to each other, you know, sort of offline or meet up or...?
1: Um there there is um a few pages which we sort of interact with and on instagram people you know some girls are posting hmm. you know what they've done in their their daily life. I'm not that good at posting anything for myself, yeah. but it's it's quite interesting to see you know a, a day in the life of these engineers that are going through sort of similar problems that I had yeah. sort of sixteen years ago like i say i'm I'm sort of sort of quite. Sort of well, a lot further on now, so a lot of those issues I find that I don't come up against because people know me. Yeah, you know, I'm sort of fairly well known now round the area that I work, so I I don't get as much stick as some of these girls who are starting out get. But it's good to have that community, and and, there's a lot of male support
2: on Mm. social media for females as well. There's a lot of males who I know out there who are really like. Obviously, we all a PB plumber. He's like really supportive, and I I speak to him a lot. And he's like, you know, if you're having a bad day, he's really good to talk to as well. And you know, he's really like he, again, he's been in the industry, and he gets some stick as well. And it's sort of nice to think, you know, what you're not just getting it because you're a girl. Yeah, he's getting it as well. And you know, like so there's there's other people on there as well. But yeah, there, there's a lot of men out there who support women as well. It's not just like a community of women. Together, on social media, there's yeah. like a community of men supporting the women yeah, as well. Yeah, because it's
0: the same work. That's it, yeah. it's the yeah. work,
2: you're supporting the work. Yeah, you're yeah. not supporting your gender, you're supporting the work. Absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah. So, Claire, what's the most common question you get asked as a female installer?
1: Um, how do I lift a boiler? That's the standard one. It's, it's the same as a, a man would lift a boiler. You've got to lift it up, you get it on the wall. I'm strong. A little bit smaller than a lot of people, but and and on occasions where you've got to lift it a little bit higher, it takes a little bit more planning. You might have to lift two steps onto a hop up onto a worktop before you lift it, but ultimately, you know, I always manage. There's only a certain amount that you're meant to lift, whether you're male or female. So yeah, absolutely. You you, you just get around it.
0: And do you get some male customers offering to help you?
1: Um, I haven't. I um, or, or generally get, do you, do you want me to take your, your tool bag? And I always sort of make a joke that everything's in it, my whole van. So uh, it, it's quite heavy for anybody to lift.
0: Yeah. Claire, so you decided to call your business Pink Lady Plumbing. That's a really decisive move to make sure that everybody knows that you're a female installer.
1: Yeah, that, that was the idea. People knew exactly what they were getting, that it was a lady plumber turning up. And at the time, I was sort of... Grew up on Greece, so the Pink Ladies was an obvious. And at the time, it was only me, so that's why it was Pink Lady and not Pink Ladies. But uh, yeah, that's that's why I chose it, so people knew exactly what they were what they were choosing out of the directory.
0: And we spoke earlier, and I found it strange that you don't get many female customers wanting a female installer.
1: No, I was surprised at that. I did think I was going to get a lot of uh, you know single ladies phoning, um, and and a lot of elderly people, but. Actually, people just want a good engineer to turn up or answer the phone.
2: Yeah, everyone's always says to me, oh, I bet you get a load of um, ladies who are on their own or everything like that. And I, I find that's probably like the least, because especially old customers, they've had a plumber, they've had all their life and will not use anybody else because they've trusted this plumber for the last 30 years and will only have them. I find more, there's more vulnerable younger couples who have just bought their own house and everything's all new to them and then something's gone wrong and they don't know a tradesperson, and this, that and the other and they're the people I get more uh, customers for for being a woman, if you want to say. and That's
1: quite true, actually, because yeah. the, the younger men are not, they've not there's really grown men up out around there, DIY they, as well. Yes, as exactly, well. exactly. So they they've gone to
2: university, yeah. they've, which is fine, they've got a degree, but I know people don't even know how to pick a drill
1: up. No, they don't know And where they don't the stop know top an top electrician. So, and, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They definitely. feel a bit more comfortable asking a female yeah, question. They don't definitely. feel silly. Yeah, Let That male... It's
0: a really, no, it's a really good point, that, because yeah. I suppose there's an expectation that... As a as a, a man, yeah. you should be able to yeah, fix something
1: definitely. yourself. Yeah, definitely. But the younger generation don't. They, yeah. they like I say the amount
2: of people you go to where's your gas meter? I ain't got a gas meter. You definitely have. Well, is that it? And they put, they take you to like the stop tap or yeah, the yeah. the water meter and stuff like that, they just haven't got a clue because they're just not taught it anymore and it's not like I say, they've you know, they've got a they've gone to university and done all that, which is fine. Um they, they don't know tradespeople, people and they're not in the know with, like say they don't know an electrician or, this, that, or they'll get their dad to sort it, yeah. I find, and when dad can't do it that's when you come in
0: Brilliant, I've really enjoyed this episode um, so all that remains for me to do is to thank you both for, for coming along
2: No, it's been brilliant, I've really enjoyed it, thank you
1: Thank you, I've had a really good day, thanks
0: Well, that's been a really interesting conversation. I've certainly taken a lot away from speaking to you both. I think the key thing I've learned is that actually more needs to be done to encourage more people into this industry, men and women. And it's only when we work together that we'll start to see a real difference.